0: Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who
1: share their insights into self-empowerment
0: with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday
1: on Blog Talk Radio
0: at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. I'm Perry and I'm joined as always by the man himself, Lawrence Hipkin. Lawrence, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing wonderful today, Rich. I'm excited about our guest today. Um, quite a few miles away from the States. It's going to be fun <laughs> and uh, it's going to be insightful. I'm excited. Absolutely.
0: And just to give you a, a quick rundown, we'll be talking to Stuart Elliott, I'm going to be introducing Stuart Stuart in just a moment. He is calling in today from China. It is 2 o'clock in the morning over there. Uh, Quick introduction to Stuart. You can find him in book 10 of the Change Books series. The chapter is called Building Core Confidence. Stuart loves helping people take their lives from ordinary to extraordinary. His gift is to help clients build enhanced confidence levels so they're able to design and live a dream that fills their soul with excitement and passion every single day. We're proud and honored to welcome Stuart to the show from China. Stuart, how are you doing this morning, sir?
2: I'm doing great. And you know, thank you very much for having me. And welcome. You know, hi to everybody.
0: All right. Stuart, tell us a little bit about your chapter, Building Core Confidence, found in Book 10 of the Change Book series.
2: Yeah, um, I wrote that chapter because I think confidence is a, a fundamental of life. And I wanted to get a message to as many people as possible that it's quite easy to start thinking in a more confident way so they can start improving their lives and, and just getting out of the shell and doing things that give them pleasure.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, do you, per, do you typically work with, like, what's your, what's your target audience? Are you working with adults that have confidence issues? Are you working, I know you work in a school. Is this uh, for adults or for kids? Like, what, who are you targeting with uh, core confidence building?
2: Well, I've worked with uh, all ages, but now I'm targeting sort of, um, uh, you know, um, business people and specifically women. But um, I've worked with all ages. My most, um, uh, my happiest market is is sort of uh, mid-25s up to 35, 45, and women who are feeling trapped in life and the confidence becomes a big issue They just can't get out of you know, the situation they're in.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, what are some falls that you see for your clients? Like, I mean, we're, we're in the, the personal development and self-empowerment space. What is it that you're seeing that people aren't learning to be confident when they're younger? They're not uh, adopting these skills. Is it something that they're not being taught? Are we being bombarded with beautiful images and uber successful people on the media and it's just people uh their self-talk is just berating you know berating the self and not believing that they can really do it or be somebody special what what is it that you're seeing that people some people just don't have these this confidence level that is going to make them a productive person and a successful person
2: I think as a general thing, it's the self-talk, um, you know, that people often knock themselves. I mean, if I ask most people to tell me a hundred good things about themselves, they <clears> struggle <throat> after 5, 10, 15. But if I say, okay, tell me a hundred bad things, it's no problem that you can just rattle them off one after the other. And their focus <laughs> is on the negative rather than on the good things. And, you know, I don't know whether you, you've you met many people who actually congratulate themselves for all the little um, wins they've had during the daytime. You know, mm-hmm. People tend to do oh, that's nothing. We, we dismiss it. But we're not looking at the good points of ourself, and We're not recognizing there's so much good in us. And because of that, we allow the negatives to, 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 to take over.
0: I love it. I love it. And Lawrence knows why I love it. Because my chapter in the change was called Transform Pebbles Into Mountains. And it was all about... Mm -hmm. giving yourself credit for those small successes. And you are absolutely right, Stuart. So many people, like you said, can rattle off a million bad things about themselves. They can easily rattle off where they should fall short. But if you ask them, what are you good at? You're, you're right. You, You hit the nail on the head. They, they get through one to five tops and then they fall short. Um, now, in your, in your chapter, you're talking about you've got some steps that you help your clients, the people that you're working with, to build that core confidence. Can you briefly go through some of these steps and give, give the good listeners some, some insights as to how they can develop confidence in their own life?
2: Well, you know the what the one we've spoken about is to congratulate yourself for the little things that you, you know the, the little wins you've had. Um, but you know more fundamentally, recognize all the things you've achieved. I mean, how many people actually think about how difficult it was when they were a baby to learn to walk? How um, all the little uh, muscles and the micro movements, of the muscles and the thought processes have to come, and then the balance has to come along. And what a a phenomenal thing that is to actually learn. But we just take it for granted. So we need to start looking at all the things we've learned, like reading, like writing, like speaking, and all the other things we've achieved. And note down, that was a major achievement. And if I can do that, I can do something else. And we need to, to look at our thinking in, you know, because we often think in negatives, I can't do that. You know, Nobody likes me. I'm not good enough. We need to catch that before we we actually allow it to come out of our mouth and we need to change it. Maybe you can't do something yet but you can learn because you've learned all these things in the past. And if we start thinking this way then we start seeing the world from a possibility point of view rather than from an impossibility point of view. So those are, are very basic things and you know, one thing I, I recommend to, Matt, to everybody I speak to is to keep a success diary. What is it you've had that's a success? Write it down. Look at it, because every day, if you if you look at the all these successes, you start seeing yourself as a success rather than as as a failure. And again, you know, the the writing things down. How many good things can you write about yourself? Can you write a hundred? Can you write two hundred? Can you write three hundred? The more you can write, the better. And what I like to do is I like people to not write it in a book, but write it on pieces of A4 paper or something similar, and then fold it and put it in their pockets so it's bulky. And then they can feel their goodness with them as they go around the day, every single day, because it's, it's a physical thing which is actually there with them. And any time they feel a bit down, they just get it out, look at it, and say, hey, man, look at this, you know, all these good things about me. And they start giving themselves a boost. And these are fundamental steps, but most people don't bother doing them because they think they're too simplistic. But they make a big difference.
0: hmm And I think Lawrence wants to hop
1: in. Lawrence, you there for a second? Yes, sir. Um, well, Stuart, when I was reading your chapter, I, I wrote a page and a half of notes without doing the exercises, and then another page and a half with the exercises. So it was mm-hmm. intriguing to me. And when you're talking about... Uh, People celebrating those wins and having the I can type of attitude. Um, I remember reading, you wrote, success is a habit. And at the same Mm -hmm. time, so are those excuses. And actually, Mm -hmm. the impactful part for me was analyzing what my own excuses are. Because, you know, a lot of times we just have that general, I can't do this. But we don't think of why we can't do that. And when you're talking about, well, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about getting people to dive deeper into their excuses for things or getting them to dive deeper into how specifically they can't be either confident or um, be successful in a situation or things of that nature. So how do you get people to actually dive down into their own excuses to really understand the nature of them?
2: Well, firstly, the the you know most people are very good at justifying their failures. You know, we find a reason why we can't. You know, we say we can't at the beginning, but then we find a reason why not. But I'll I'll give you a, tr- a story, a little story that um, happened um, earlier this year. I was on a plane from where I live in in Fuzhou City to Hong Kong, and as it happens, the the two people sitting next to me, one was an ex-student of mine who's now moved to Hong Kong and is living in Hong Kong, and her colleague who'd just come back from, you know, going back home to Hong Kong from a business trip. And her colleague was talking to me and saying that she wants to leave her job as a financial accountant and go to Taiwan to study soap making for six months instead of a factory. But everybody was against her. And because of this, she was doubting herself. So on the the plane trip, I started talking to her and, and saying, you know, just think about what you've learned. You know, I mean, you can speak to me in English. You can write English, you can communicate in English, you can write in Chinese, um, Cantonese Chinese, you can write in Mandarin Chinese. Most people in, in mainland China can't do that. I certainly can't do that. Just think how difficult it was for you to learn. But you've achieved it. Look at your job. You've got a respected position. You've, been, you've just been sent by your company to negotiate. And we, we continue this conversation. You know, it's about an hour and a half plane um, flight for that period and as it was you know building up more and more of her realization of what she's achieved and how she could apply those skills in, in her future life if she did go to you know to study soap making if she did go and start a company you know that makes um, natural soap or something like that she's got all the financial skills already that she needs and as we were talking her face just became a bigger and bigger and bigger smile because now she's changing. She's thinking of possibilities. She's not thinking of all the negatives of her friends and her family and why she shouldn't do it and why she can't do it. So in a simple conversation, you know, just by pointing out the good things about a person, you can make them think differently about themselves.
1: Definitely. And I know that when Rich and I have conversations the, the moment, you know, one of us starts going down that road of, well, the other one jumps in and says, well, you know what, we could do this instead, or there's this option, mm-hmm. or have we thought about this? And keeping your mind open to new perspectives, um, I find, helps people get out of that old habit. So along with it does. that... Uh, one, of the, one of the questions you ask in your chapter I really loved because it was about going from big to going small to make things work. And it was, what is the smallest step I can take right now that will start me off to achieve my change? So would you mind talking a little mm-hmm. bit more about that?
2: Yeah, well, when people think of a desire or a dream, you know, um, let's, let's just um, say that they want to start a business. They they, they suddenly look at the, you know, six months or a year down the line and think about this business as a massive thing, but they've got no idea how to get from where they are now um, to get there. So it tends to blind them and put them off and say, no, I'll never do that. It's too much. But, you know, if you think of the little steps, it's it's like the the old expression, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You just take the smallest step you can and then you record it in your success diary. Because it's a success, you succeeded at something, and that leads to the next one, and then it leads to the next one, and before you know it, you know, you're, you're at your, um, your, your goal. And, you know, the, the other thing about um, you know, having this dream and, and taking the small steps is you don't know whether that dream is actually your real dream, but it's your starting point to, to aim for. For instance, if you, you know, I I used to tell the students when I was teaching English, I used to tell them, if you have a car and you get in the car and you start driving around, you want to go somewhere, but you don't know where to go, then you just drive around in circles and end up nowhere. But if you decide you want to go from where you are now to Beijing or to New York or wherever, and you start driving and you, you plan your route and you take your first step, you get in the car, then you go to the petrol station, you get petrol. And you carry on with these little steps and you start driving towards Beijing, you may find something much better, a better city on the way. So you go there. And then because you started on that route, you're introduced to new things. And, you know, getting into the car, that's a success. Starting ignition, starting off, going to the petrol station, filling up with fuel. All these things are successes. And if you think and you record your successes and you think of all the things you've achieved on your journey so far, I think it gives you um, impetus to carry on and do more and more and more.
1: And I think that's um, one of the things that I've seen is people tend to want to start and finish their goal all in one day and think that they've yeah. kind of, they can imagine where where they really need to be when in reality, as as you say, as they take those small steps, it might lead them to something better. And some people hold on so tightly to that goal or that that idea they have of their own success that they give up something even better just to hold on to what they think they should have. Is, is that something that you yeah. see?
2: I see that and I see them giving up because it seems so big and so far away. And, you know, they just don't know how to get there. And, um, you know, and people choke themselves. It's like trying to eat the whole elephant in one go. You choke on it. Right. It's just not possible, is it? And, you know, there are things you have to learn along the way. You know, but you can't become a company director from leaving school at 16 or 18 or 20 or whatever age you decide to leave school. There are things you have to learn and all those things are the small steps that you can start taking even deciding to do something is a small step which you can do right this moment
1: well you've been you've been overseas for several years now do you find the culture operates the same way when it comes to what a goal is and how to achieve it or the core things about lack of confidence Um, or how people, as you say in your book, strategize their actions. Do you find culturally that is something that crosses culture, or is that something that you see as more distinct Western or more distinctly Eastern?
2: I think that um, there's a lot of parallels. There's, There's some things which are more distinctly Eastern, for instance, People don't tend to change, choose, choose their profession. They tend to have it chosen for them because of the system that's here. And I've spoken to many um, people who feel trapped in their jobs, but they've just no way out. And say, so, "Well, if you don't enjoy your job, why are you working here? I don't have a choice. I have to. Well, why did you choose it? Because my parents told me it was a good job to get. So I think there's less freedom from that point of view. The general confidence thing, you know, I mean, a lot of the, the schooling is focused on getting a high result in the exam. It's not focused on developing the person's personality. It's just focused on that. So they, they tend, a lot of people tend to lack confidence from there. Um, I had a student who was just getting ready for a university um, uh, interview. And she wanted to go to Hong Kong University, so the interview was in English. And she came to me as a typical student would. And she's got her jeans, she's got her tackies or training shoes or or whatever you want, sports shoes, if you want to call them that. Um, And, you know, sloppy T-shirt. And because of her her attire, she was dressed, you know, very, very casually. She had a very casual demeanor. And we got to speaking about what she was going to wear uh, to the interview. And I said, have you ever worn these clothes, these beautiful clothes you've got? She said, no. I said, well, do you know how they're going to feel? She said, no, I, I suppose they be good. They look nice. But I said, well, why don't you go home tonight and put them on at home and just sit around the house and get used to wearing them? Because they, they may not fit you properly. They may be a little bit stiff. They may be uncomfortable somewhere. And you just need to get used to wearing them. And she thought I was a little bit crazy, but she agreed. And, you know, I I, I upped the process until she's walking around the street in her new clothes. And then eventually she came to school in them. And everybody treated her so differently. She couldn't believe it. And because of this, her whole posture changed, her whole bearing changed. she became like a a very confident adult business person because of this this one little um, system that we put into place for her. Right. And it's getting the small steps.
1: And it's, it's amazing how, how big a change can be with something so little if we dedicate a little bit of practice and a little bit of time rewiring that bit of our brain that tells us that something is one way and can't be something else in the moment that we start opening up those links and actually, I guess, show ourselves that we can through these little steps Become something bigger, it just doesn't really even occur to us. And you know, it's, do you exactly. see that aha moment, like you said, you know, the eyes light up? Uh, how often do yeah, you see I, that when you just do little things?
2: I see it, you know, almost all the time. And, and what is nice is when you point out to them that they, you know, have you seen how you've changed? Have you noticed that? And they look at themselves and say, yes, and then start smiling. And then you know the the you know the, the nice thing is once they realise they've changed one thing, then they have the confidence and the realisation they can change almost anything they want to because you know as well as I do that life happens but it's what you how you react to life which is the important thing. We always have that choice of how we react to something.
1: Definitely, and, you know
2: the little steps like putting your, your, your new suit on that you've never worn before at home. It's safe. Nobody's going to laugh at you, and you can get used to it there. And then you can go <laughs> out walking down the road. Then you can go to the supermarket to see how pe- people treat you differently. And, you know, before you know it, you've made this massive change because you've become a different person.
1: Definitely. Rich?
0: Definitely. Thank you, Lawrence. Yep, and awesome stuff, uh, Stuart. And one of the things that I wanted to bring attention to is when you talk about, because I think this is important and I definitely want to hit it uh, for the listeners, Is and you were even talking about it briefly a moment ago, the step when you talk about optimizing your environment. And the reference you give Mm -hmm. is someone who, lacks confidence because maybe they're a little bit overweight. They want to get into better shape. And you talk about optimizing the environment where if that person wants to get in better shape, they want to lose some weight, they want to you know, maintain a healthier lifestyle, yet they've got cookies and unhealthy foods and chips and things of that nature in their cupboards still, you know you have all of that temptation to go back into that bad habit. So can you briefly explain how you would encourage someone to optimize the environment? That way they're promoting success in achieving their mm-hmm. goal.
2: Yeah. I think the important thing is not to take everything away in one goal because then people feel a lack. Um, a lot of these, you know, like the chips, like the chocolates and things are comforting foods. And if you if you just take everything away, then the person has a, um, what's the word? I can't remember the word. It's like, I can't do that so I have to do that type of thing, but they want it more. But if you just restrict them um, then, you know, they, they make a big change to themselves. I'll give you a story from um, a wonderful person who's probably one of the the founders of modern day hypnotherapy, uh, Milton Erickson, he had a client come in who was an ex-policeman and he wanted to cut down his drinking, cut down his smoking and just get healthier. So Milton Erickson says, okay, you can have as many cigarettes as you want each day. You can have as much to drink as you want each day and as much to eat as you want each day. But you can only have one cigarette here and the next cigarette has to be the other side of town or something similar like that. You can only get a small drink from this bar. The next one has to be two kilometers away. So he, he made the guy increase his exercise by going across town, but also by making it a troublesome thing for him to get rid of it, uh, to, to, to have his stuff. He wasn't getting rid of the stuff directly in his face. He was doing it this way. And the guy actually was furious with this because, you know, he realized that, you know, the he had been put into. But he went away and because he's, you know, a military background or his um, police background, he followed the orders and he lost his weight. He got healthier. He stopped smoking. And then he sent lots of people to this guy because he says he's the only psychiatrist who knows what he's talking about. And it's the same thing with, you, with your environment at home. Take everything away and allow yourself one small piece of chocolate, you know, for, for emergencies. And and do it step by step. Remember the the, the first sorry the, the smallest step I can do right now. And there's another facet to the environment that uh, environment that a lot of people don't really take much notice of, and that's your friends, your family. Are they encouraging you to be like this? If so, how can we? limit their things. I mean, we can't get rid of the family, but there could be a situation where you need to change the circle of friends you're hanging out with if they're all encouraging you to be unhealthy.
0: Sure. Absolutely.
2: So I would suggest to, to people just to do the small steps. Okay, have a bag of chips or, but make it a smaller bag and use it as an emergency thing. Or allow yourself one day out of you know out of three weeks, allow yourself one day to binge and go crazy. But then mm-hmm. after that, nothing for three three more weeks. We're not taking mm-hmm. away that desire totally. We're just giving you permission to control it.
0: Cool. Well, uh, Stuart, thank you so much for the amazing insights and all the strategies and tips and things like that. Go ahead and give the listeners a quick uh shout out. Where can they find you? Uh your website is double c The spell out That's double correct, yeah. and c l e D-O-U-D-L-E.
2: Yeah. D O E S L E. C C O A C H I N G dot com. Also, you can find um, my podcast on YouTube, and it's Confidence Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S. So if you look up that on YouTube, then you should find my podcast there. But there's also information on the website about the podcasts.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Stuart. I know it's pretty uh, late or extremely early for you in China. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's been a pleasure. In the morning. <laughs> it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for staying awake this late to hang out with us. It's been a pleasure uh, learning about you, connecting personally. So, we do want to say thank you, Stuart.
2: It's my pleasure. And, you know, I, I just hope that uh, the listeners have got some value and just take one little step from what we've, we've spoken about today and just put it into action and congratulate yourself for it and then you'll start seeing the changes that you want.
1: Mhm.
0: Definitely. Well once again thank you Stuart and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank okay, you Stuart. Thank
2: you very much and have a great right. day.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Ciao. All right Mr Pipkin how are you feeling sir about today's radio show? I just thought it was fascinating that,
1: you know, a lot of times when when we are talking to co-authors, um, we've had a few out of the country, but mostly in, in the Western world, and so it's nice to get an impression from somebody in the East to see what they're dealing with culturally as, where, as well, and it seems to me that, you know, human beings are human beings no matter where we are on the planet, and we all suffer the same debilitating illness or dis-ease of you know that confidence issue or those things that we've learned that aren't good for us those unsuccessful habits and knowing that knowing that everybody is the same when it comes to that it should make you feel good about how you might feel if you're not feeling the most successful that you're not the only one going through those things. And it's just a matter of changing your perspective or creating success as a habit or uncovering your confidence as Stuart was talking about, you know, creating that vision and upgrading your skills and moving your environment around and then changing your thinking so that you could be successful no matter where you are. So I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, and I love how he was, how Stuart was talking about, Taking small steps, taking that first step, and then take another step, and and take another step. Because you know, and we, we've said this tons of times on multiple different shows, and it's always good to reinforce it. Is that so many people set a goal, or they have this idea of what success is? Yet it's so great, it's so grand that becomes daunting. Like, how am I ever going to get there? How am I ever going to get my doctorate or build this empire of a business or whatever the, whatever the goal is, but it's all about just enrolling in that first introductory class to get your doctorate or, you know, taking the first steps in creating a business plan or hiring a mentor that's going to help you to build that lasting business. And I mean, we, we can use any example in the world, gold medals, world, world championships, whatever you want, it all begins with a first step. So if you get nothing else out of anything we've ever done in the, in, uh, throughout the series of podcasts on the Changebook Radio <laughs> Show, just remember take that first step, ladies and gentlemen. It all begins with that first step. Give yourself credit for what you've done and do it again. Do it again and do it again. Um, And as always, like we say each and every week, if you want to connect with the co-authors in the Change Book series. If you want to connect with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz, the uh, co-founders of the series. If you want to connect with me and Lawrence and everybody else in the series, I'm sure you're on Facebook. You're probably on social media. So go into Facebook. We've got a free public group for you. Just go into your search bar at the top and type in the Change Book. It's a free public group. You'll have the opportunity to meet and connect with the co-authors from all around the globe and and it's it's a it's a phenomenal meeting ground to learn what books are coming out, what podcasts are available, what trainings are happening, what conferences and seminars and programs and all the different co-authors share what they've got going on. It's a great place to just learn, just go there and meet people, uh connect with like-minded individuals and uh build each other up and continue to grow each and every day.
1: That's all I've
0: got. Lawrence, you got anything else?
1: I think you said more than a mouthful,
0: Rich, as always good advice and, uh, very well put. All righty. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out with us this Wednesday. We'll talk to you. Uh, we'll be hanging out with you again next Wednesday, same time, same channel until then share this with a friend and we'll Talk to you soon. Thanks and be excellent.